Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Revenge of the World podcast number 17. Uh, I don't know if I told you for 17 podcasts in a row, but uh, my name is Gabe Dieter, and today's guest is Adam Stimpy Jones, one of our illustrious sponsors. Say hello, Stimpy. Hello. Uh, as usual, we're brought to you by your company, LoneStarButtons.com. Your one-stop shop for high-quality, low-cost, American-made buttons. And uh, you can go ahead and talk a little if you I'm want. I'm just laughing it's, it's, on the back of your page. It's our, <laughs> yeah, it says suck on my hairy tits. tits. It's yeah, our com. shirt idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want it to. We'll sell like two of them. We should, uh, we should hit up. Donkey Paw. Donkey Paw, yeah. But if you want to talk about your, your button company for a minute or so. Okay, yeah. Uh, like I say, I've... Tell buttons. the people what they want to hear. Lone Star Buttons is your... <laughs> I don't have the the voice to do a cool commercial or anything. But uh, <laughs> no, it's... Uh, I've been doing buttons for quite a few years. and like, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Uh, like I say, Lo- Lone Star Buttons is the name of the company. Low cost, pin on buttons. Ranges in three different sizes. There you uh, go. You can do a one inch button, an uh, inch and a half, and two and a quarter. Um, two and a quarter, you can do some other options such as... Uh, Bottle opener backs or mirror backs and other crazy fancy stuff, depending on how inventive or creative it, you can be. Is it all on the website? Actually, it is not on the website right now. Right now, the website needs a very big overhaul. Overhaul. It just has the standard button making. You better hurry, man, because I'm going to be on iTunes this week. Oh, snap. That's awesome because I can download it. I don't know how many uh, dozens of orders you've gotten so far from the show. But... Uh... <laughs> Expect to get more. That's all I can no, say. Like I say, if you need anything special or something like that, you can email me, email me at info at LoneStarButtons.com. Uh, you can do anything that Busy Beaver does. BusyBeaver.net. Damn near anything. They do have they do have a few little tricks up their sleeve that they've learned from doing it a lot yeah. longer than I have. But you can do mirrors, Magnets, uh, bottle openers. Bottle openers. Uh, anything that a button can be made out of. Yeah, there's a lot of extra stuff you can do with the buttons that not many people... They, the, oh, did you bring your uh, button maker? I did bring my button maker. So my fancy dandy old backpack. I got, I, I got some new prints over there yeah, for Yeah, I saw those sitting did on you your shelf a second ago. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was but, like, uh, hey, sponsor. Hey. Yeah, we're yeah, doing the show, we're but doing the that's show, okay. But that, that that makes it my, special. My beautiful girlfriend Jessica Martinez. <laughs> she's leaving. She's gonna go grocery shop and what else? Oh, she's gonna go to the meat market. I know what that means. <laughs> that look on her face explained it all, Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it means actual meat market. She's gonna go buy us some beef, quote unquote. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, call, at least it's listed as beef in the case. Yeah. yeah. It looks like it, so. She's going to the Mexican meat market no. on the corner. Okay. She's going to the <laughs> Anglo owned meat market down the street then. It doesn't matter who owns it. <laughs> it all comes from the same uh, horse. If you're lucky. <laughs> all right, I'll see y'all. All right, love you. Bye. I'll say y'all do have a lot of rats in the Pasadena area, so you never <laughs> no, we know. Don't. I've never seen one except over by the the tunnel. Uh, so yeah, LoneStarButtons.com. There's a lot of extra little stuff you, that I can get to make to do different types of buttons with that aren't really popular, so I really don't keep them in stock. But they make certain little snap-on things, like for zippers and other stuff. So. Oh wow, huh? just not very popular yeah <laughs> you yeah. can sit on buying a bunch of stuff that you won't sell for a while so if you want some interesting buttons stuff done 
Call uh, call Stimpy at any time, day or night. <laughs> no, not day or night, please. Day or night, leave a voicemail, a real sexy one. But if you don't say you want to order buttons from him, that's harassment, and you will go to jail. <laughs> call him at 281-798-1996. Tell him Gabe sent you. <laughs> I, I assume by the sexy message you'll, you'll know who sent him. Exactly. But, uh you can also email him your dong picks and button orders at info at lonestarbuttons.com and visit his website, his uh, 1990s style website at lonestarbuttons.com. Hey, that was made purely <laughs> by me using HTML that I learned in college. We went over it last yeah, episode, but yeah, it's it's pretty neat. It's a throwback website. It's uh, retro. It's real retro. I'm not a web designer. I'm a button maker, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> All right, and uh, as usual, we're also sponsored by Donkey Paw Screen Printing Company. They're located downtown Houston at uh, 2010 Commerce Street. Uh, Randy's in charge over there, and he welcomes walk-ins. He designs banners, T-shirts, skateboards, patches, and hats. He's got a mini ramp in his shop if you're into the whole skateboarding thing. And uh, you can contact him at donkeypaw at yahoo.com or call him. You could also leave a sexy message for Randy. I'm sure he'd appreciate it. Uh, just order some screen printing, please. At 713-732-6935. And his website is donkeypod.com. All right. You ready to do the show? That's uh, right. has a little surprise for me, so I'm very excited to get this started. Okay, so Adam Stimpy Jones has brought me a box of toys. A second box of toys. A second is... box of toys. Where did this one come from? This was this is the same stuff like the other ones. Uh, that's a McDonald's hamburger. Or, yeah. or no, is that dude? Mayor it Mc... still works. Holy shit! Is that Mayor McCheese or what do they call that one? He's Mayor the, McCheese uh, was the cop. The... Yeah, I forgot his name. Burger Police. I don't know, but. This box, again, all right. The top, the top level is full of uh, big WWF uh, wrestlers, the old, old the rubber, school ones, rubber ones, and they're <laughs> filthy, like they were buried in somebody's yard. Yeah, like I say, holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> the British Bulldog right there. It's buddy. like they were they were in a mud wrestling uh, competition. They probably were at one point. Nikolai wow. Volkov. That is fucking awesome, dude. Brutus the Barber Beefcake. These are all going to soak in the. The tub. Andre the Giant. Dude. With his... This is actually not that. Andre the Giant. As of today, it's a Perry Caravello figure. <laughs> I'm going to make a custom out of it. Uh, Big John Stud. Big John Stud. I'm really surprised I remember all the names of these. God to tell damn, you the truth. these things are dirty. I tell you what, these things have gotten many hours and hours of... George the Animal Steel. George the Animal Steel yeah, with many, his green many hours and hours of play. So... Captain, Captain Lou, Lou Albano. Who was Albino? Who <laughs> he was also in the, he Italian the, he name, the Albino. That one Cindy Lauper video. Yeah, yeah. If you look at those that. suspenders, those are Gremlin suspenders. Holy shit, dude! 
Wow. <laughs> I think the elastic is all dead in them, but... This is amazing, ladies and gentlemen. Like I say, know as with this box, as with the other box gave, this is stuff that I eventually I wanted to do something with, uh-huh. but I knew there'd be no way in hell I'd really know what to do with them. And Dude. I'd rather give them to some collector such as yourself as I look to my left and see your massive collection. Yeah. yeah. This... So, isn't that Mumra? This is Mumra, but it's in... I wonder if I could take him apart because some of his, his body parts... His hand's pretty gnarled. Oh, I never. Other I than that, that, it's in better shape than the one I have on my shelf. Oh dang! Yeah, he's. Oh, right I see in him. There. Yeah. yeah, I see him right to my left. And uh, everything else is just. Uh, there is a Willow action figure right there to your right. Yeah, oh yeah, that's a, one of the Willow characters. I Mad Mottigan. Was that the one that Val Kilmer played? Mad Mottigan. That's um, his name. <laughs> there's just a Hodge. That was in that. In that a He-Man figure. Uh, I don't know for sure. Black Star, I think. Oh, like I say, those, those uh, green, yellow, and orange. Okay. I think it went to that series. Yeah, it's just like I say, this is just a hodgepodge of stuff that I can guarantee you some of these were bought new for me, and some of these were probably bought just like Lock, Sock, and Barrel. Whoa. That's a G.I. Joe. I know. Yeah. It's, uh, See, I don't even know the names of half this stuff. Uh, Vulture something? But like I say, some of the stuff was probably bought like hodgepodge at garage sales over the years. That's cool, man. And so uh, the muscle men in there. Yeah, very cool. Uh, I'm Dude. not. I think there's some mask stuff in there. There is. There's some beast, uh, beast wars. Yeah, yeah. It was one Something of those, like that. Yeah, there's like a little. I think that green thing right there isn't that a transformer? Yes, that is uh, Cosmos. Cool. Yeah. See, I don't even know the names of them, Gabe. I just, I probably did back in the day. But well, this is very exciting for me, and <laughs> I cannot wait to uh, go through all this stuff when I'm alone. Oh yeah, there's the naked thing. Naked in my studio. <laughs> Just kidding. Some more Voltron stuff. I have no clue. Oh, wow. No, this isn't what I think. Hmm. Dude, I'm super excited. I just want to shut down the podcast and look through all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, like I said, that's There's just some, a hot... Some that's Transformers, like, Voltron. That's a hodgepodge box where, like, say, you might can find, like, say, little guns, little swords you never, that you might that's figure my, out. That's my favorite thing about <laughs> when you bring stuff over. It's trying to identify all the little pieces that are in these things. Cause... I think that Mr. Potato, Mr. Potato Head Jr. thing or whatever that is, uh-huh. I think that was one of those things from – I think that went to that or went to one of those. But oh, I think that's yeah. one of those from McDonald's yeah, 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 yeah. back in the day. Very cool, dude. Thank you so much. Oh, anytime. Like I say, I was – I was hoarding them. Same thing with the other box of toys I gave you. Yeah. I was just hoarding them because I was like, I'll do something with them eventually. I'll do something. They'll be worth some money. I'm pretty sure most of the stuff isn't worth all that much because they are heavily, heavily played with and pieces yeah, lost. It's and... the it's the accessories that, that make it valuable and it's not a, it's not really valuable unless you have the, the thing that it went with. Yeah. But if somebody's missing that one piece, you can make a few bucks. You can make a couple bucks and then whoever gets the, the thing completed <laughs> will will make a lot more. But very cool, man. I yeah, can't I know, wait to give I know these guys a bath. A lot of those wrestling figures, the back sides of their knees are are ripped. Uh, I know the Hogan one is, I believe, just because of the. You'd always like. I would always the put figure the, four. Yes, you would put on. <laughs> yeah, I always like play with them. Put the figure. Put them in the figure four, and then over time, it just you know wears out. And... Awesome, man. Well, I need to wash my left hand now, but I'm gonna uh, <laughs> I'm gonna hold off until after the podcast. <laughs> Dude, thank you so much. Oh, anytime. Um, very cool. Uh, like I'll, say t- I'll you, take a picture and post it on my Instagram. Like I say, if you find some million-dollar item, I expect a little bit. I, I see nothing that uh, <laughs> would even come close to a million dollars. 
Um, it could be ten hundred thousand dollar items in there. Ten hundred thousand? Uh, <laughs> no, not even close. I, I'm an, maybe I, some. I'm an, I'm a bit of an optimist. Maybe the best. <laughs> the, maybe that Andre the Giant figure is worth $5. I'm not sure. You know, so the George Animal still one has the green tongue. Of course. And he's hairy. He would just they, be uh, the, Who's the other guy that kind of looked like him? Oh, King Kong Bundy. Yeah. yeah they Look even, at that like, body hair. I know. Holy they even shit. molded it in with the when they did the mold. It's like covered Man. in, fully covered in hair. He must have really like <laughs> ground his face down. For his nose to be cut off like that. I probably chewed it off. No, my. No, me as a kid. <laughs> Your little buck teeth. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. No, you, know. you don't have buck teeth. But I, uh, They uh, were getting pretty bad as a kid, so they're kind of... <laughs> didn't have braces, but if the dentist put one of those things in the, that connect and the roof of the my spacer. mouth... spacer? Well, it was one of those things where my tongue couldn't push against my teeth. Because every time I would oh, swallow, really? I used to push against my front teeth. Huh. So it was like a little metal contraption that connected from like one molar on the top to the I other. I had one of those. It was a, It was called a spacer oh, for I, me. I don't know. But don't it was like a, it connected to the molar and then a wire went around the front. No, mine kind of went just straight across. Oh. It was so like when every time I would swallow, my tongue would hit it instead of my teeth. Huh. And so it kind of made me, when I swallow, my tongue would put, go to the roof of my mouth instead of straight out towards my teeth. I don't know. That's what I remember from a kid. And I, I remember the first either. time I got a fork, trying to eat a fork, got it stuck yeah. in there. I'm like, ah. I didn't Jeez. want to eat with a fork for a while. That's crazy. I'm traumatized. Well, dude, I'm uh, I'm very excited. So you, you were saying uh, before the podcast you had something coming up. Yeah, on uh, April 18th, uh, an old friend of mine, he uh, is doing a – uh, the official after party for Sleater Kenny coming to town, and it's a uh, no cover to get in. The after party is at the uh, at Warehouse Live, but in a little side room. Uh, I forget what it's called. Uh, yeah, it's a little. You know, Warehouse Live has that big, the big main room, and they have the little side room. This main like yeah. little bar area and whatnot. So yeah, the after party's there, and I'm gonna be doing live button making. Uh, my friend Jacob Kaye sent me uh, some designs we're gonna make and. Basically, they're giving them away for free. You just have a little tip jar just to cover costs and whatnot. That's so, cool. I say it's it's open to the public. You just you know probably just until they get too many people. So what I guess uh, on Facebook you would look up that show. Yeah, the it's the, there's a Facebook event. It's a public event. It says the official Slater Kenny after party. Who so, posted it? Uh, Warehouse? No, Jacob Kaye, the guy he's putting it oh, on. Okay. So you can probably just Google that or search it on Facebook and find it. And uh, sounds like at ten thirty on Saturday. So I'm inter- I'll be. Interested. How are you going to stay awake that that late? <laughs> I don't. No, I'll probably the adrenaline will probably be working as I'm talking to people and yeah. you know knocking out some. But you know I can do two hundred buttons an hour, so I'm kind of nervous about how many people might be coming up since they're going to be free. You're going to have a lot of people be like, oh, they're free. Now you have some people who are just going to be like hoarding as many as they can. And other people who will like get one or two and like pitch you a buck or two to cover costs. And yeah, I don't know. Uh, you might not have that problem. You'll you'll have a couple that would be yeah. a couple of people just like I want all ten. You know. Yeah. And then uh, I, I gave out some free buttons at an art show one time, and people got a little grabby with it. Yeah. But, uh, what can you do? I mean, I mean, people like just, people like free regardless of what it is. So. It helps. It helps uh, get them out there. I guess. I don't know Unless, if you've ever put anything free on Craig. List. No, like we talked about yeah. that last time with your yeah. rocks. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it should be interesting. Like I say, just a little, I don't think I've ever done a live button making event other than on your podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. That was only live for us in the room. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't bad, man. I had fun. Yeah, I came up with. Uh, 
I think maybe eight new designs, just so I can make uh, buttons, not buttons, uh, magnets. magnets. Yeah, so they don't need don't need the pins, uh, the pins. Yeah. But I'm pretty excited about one design because it's a podcast button. Oh dang! Yeah, so yeah, I saw the, I saw the one that has like the two headed. I don't know if you call it a dragon or beast. Yeah, it's, or... it's that thing right there. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> uh, I've been drawing a lot of toys lately. Uh, it's fucking hard sometimes. Yeah, I saw your thing uh, about drawing a, a tank or something. Yeah, and yeah. Me, like, and Brennan, you... me and Brennan started playing this game. It's like Battleship, but we use these top two rows of shelves. And uh, you pick a one... one uh, one or two, row one or two, and then you pick one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight boxes. One of eight boxes. So I would say, you know, row one, box five, you know, so it would be that one. Okay. And then Brennan would pick one thing out of here that would totally fuck me over. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's what he did. He picked a machine that I, I hate drawing machines, but, you know, drawing this one. It was kind of fun, so uh, I might pick it up a little more. Yeah, I can draw. I can draw like real crappy cars and stuff. So see, I never drew cars as a kid. I would always draw like vampires or monsters of some kind. And, You're uh, like the tattoo artist who does like, like can do like <laughs> Japanese t- style work real easy, but when it comes to a portrait, they're exactly like, nope, exactly. You know. And I can do machines. It's just I I don't enjoy it as much because it's so challenging, you know. But, I mean, I'm not bad at it, so I might as well, you know, push myself out of my comfort zone and do it a little more. Uh, But, yeah, he really fucked me on that. (laughs) (laughs) I was ready. I hadn't drawn since uh, my show, before my show, and... uh, that was my first drawing, you know. Wow! Like, how, how had long no warm up there? or anything. Uh, well, the show was in February, right? February twenty first. Yeah, it was early. Yeah. And uh, yeah, because I went that art night was Tuesday. I mean, that's that's a couple months. Oh wow! So I don't know what's wrong with me. I mean, I just like taking breaks and watching TV for a change. You know, I've been watching uh, <laughs> a lot of Deep Space Nine. <laughs> it's uh. I don't think I've watched any of that in many, I don't know. many years. Yeah, I think I'm just desperate to take my mind off things because I don't know. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you just need, like I say, you just need a break. Cause, I did. I did need a break. Because I know uh, getting ready for that show, you, I mean, how many pieces do you have in that show? A hundred? Over a hundred. Yeah, yeah, so. And I, I did, I think I did eight, six or eight pieces, like when I found out about it till the day of the show which is like a month and for me i mean if i'm really not doing anything else all week long and just drawing every night i can do one a night you know yeah but, but you also uh, have a life out you know try to have one yeah but you have a girlfriend uh, you have a job have a girlfriend, you have a podcast you yeah, have you know it's, it's you have a box of toys to go through so. <laughs> <laughs> i wish i had one of those yeah, every, every day to go through but no <laughs> Once in a blue moon, Stimpy will get real generous and let me dig through some stuff. I think that's I think that's probably everything I have. There's still yeah. a handful of boxes I haven't completely gone through. Oh, really? But I'm pretty sure that should be everything, especially oh, okay. after that first box I gave you. Yeah. Now, I do have a big box of Legos, but those aren't going anywhere. I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm going to hold on to my Legos. Eventually, my daughter will play with them. And Oh, yeah. Yeah. I may have like one, a Plus, those are tub. You know, Legos are probably worth more than anything in there. They're fucking 
I know outrageous. I, had some, I know I had some crazy sets, but I'm pretty sure I don't. You know, I've probably lost pieces and whatnot. But well, I mean, it's not about being complete. It's like if you have wheels, those wheels are worth a certain amount of money. Huh. If you have a a block, that's worth a certain amount of money. And if you're gonna sell like a giant tub, tub. I mean, that's a hundred yeah, plus dollars. I guess, yeah, I guess now I think about because I have been in that that. I don't know if it's still there, but the, the Lego store that was in Baybrook Mall. Yeah. I don't know if it's still there, but I was going in there and yeah, some of the, like, you get a little character, yeah. you know, one little f- figure and it's like five bucks. I'm like, five bucks. I guess, you know, for little kids, I can understand, you know, for yeah. right now. It's, I was well, like, for us, five bucks would have got you like that medium sized yeah, vehicle. Exactly. Back in the build. day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, now, I mean, some of that, I wanted that, this, I'm a big Simpsons fan, so I wanted the Simpsons house, but I think it was like a hundred bucks or 150 bucks. Yeah. For some reason, I, I can't see you collecting Simpsons, uh, figures or whatever. Yeah. In my, in my, uh, game room, I kind of have a lot. I don't really have a lot of Simpsons figures. You have a game room? Yeah. What's in there? Well, right, right now it's a bed. Uh, there's a big bed. That's actually my button workshop. Oh, okay. I have like a... That's your studio. Basically, yeah, <laughs> but there's a queen-size bed in there because when we had our daughter, our spare bedroom got moved into the game room, and our da- and that spare bedroom got turned into our daughter's room. So, But yeah, there's a, but I have uh, on my shelves in there, I have like a Simpsons wind chime. Oh, cool. Uh, uh, like a, it's still in the package, but it's boxed like four Simpsons pipe glasses, uh, Simpsons, I think I have Simpsons Monopoly, and a little, just random, I have like Simpsons figures that Burger King yeah. used to sell like back in the 90s. <laughs> Yeah. There's a there's a toy shop on Pasadena Boulevard, and uh, they have like ungodly amounts of Simpson figures. Like somebody must have sold their collection. Wow. Yeah. See, I did. I, I wish I would have got into those those figures when they were coming out quite a few years ago. Yeah. Um, when they were on the shelf and cheap. Yeah. Exactly. You yeah. know. Uh, I just. I guess back. Also, I guess back then when they first came out, I really didn't have a a decent job or a job or I might've been in college or something Yeah, or I didn't have the excess money to spend on it. But yeah, uh, I mean, I have a lot of random Simpsons stuff. Um, I have like, whenever they put out the cereals, I have two boxes of cereal. One is like Bart. Yeah. One's like, I think crusty O's and one's like, so you're collecting like the hard to get stuff. Apparently. Yeah. I have, I mean, as it it's, probably came out, it, the cereal is still in the box. I never opened it. I see just, that's, that's I, crazy because, uh, Collecting wise, I mean, that's like the smartest thing you can do without even knowing it because people will collect the figures and then, you know, get all of them. And where do you go from there? You got to collect the oddball shit. Yeah. That's well, really cool, but nobody really has. I, I know. I, cl- I specifically remember going to the store to get the cereal, and I knew I wasn't going to open it. I knew I was just going to keep it. But I know the box isn't in pristine shape or anything, you know. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, just the fact that you have it. I mean, that's really cool to me. I mean, I try to do some collecting of stuff, but I'm not super good at it. And plus, I'm also like when I bought my house, the the room already had these big shelves on there, like, uh-huh. where they where they kept stuff. I don't know if they kept what what they kept on it, but they really custom made shelves. Yeah. They're mounted into the wall. Oh, nice. On one of them, like, I've uh, built ins. Yeah, but they stick off. I mean, they hang off kind of like out like as far as these shelves do, but they're off the ground. Oh, nice. So I'm turning one section into uh, putting all my, my uh, vinyl LPs I've been collecting. Oh, and wow. And the ones I've collected over the years, I'm just going to start. It's a pretty long shelf, and it you probably have like a eighth inch of clearance when you put a vinyl record in there. So it's like the perfect oh, shape wow. shelf for it. Damn. So, so that was probably built for that. 
Well, or to those specs. I don't know what specs they built them to. The previous owners were both engineers. Oh, okay. And so uh, there's a lot of little stuff that they did differently. I think they probably had some sort of toys or something because that was their playroom for their kids. Hmm. But so yeah, and also I have my musical equipment hanging. I have in that room along with basses hanging on the walls and nice. <laughs> Do you you play like? All the time still or not really. I mean, like I say, ever since my band broke up, I really haven't picked up my bass that much. Oh, okay. I, I've been picking up a little bit here and there. Cause I, bad thing is like, I don't go in that room very often. Yeah. And so it's like, it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. And, uh, my bass is in the back of the closet. It, I mean, I haven't, I haven't even looked at it in probably a year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have, I have two of them hanging on the wall. Um, I have one that sits on a little stand. Like if, you know, you can set it, just set it in the stand and you pick it up really easily. And matter of fact, whenever I was going to grab my butt maker stuff out of that room, I was like, picked it up and played it for a few minutes and like, I got to get going. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I want to play. I want to You get, still have my acoustic bass. Yep, you still right? have that also. That's in the, uh, faux leather bag that came with it. Oh, really? Yeah. Just that one's just leaning against the wall. So, oh, okay. But yeah, I would eventually want to get something going musically again. I don't know. I don't really have any preconceived notions of a style or whatnot, but I'd like to do something maybe a little different than what I've done in the past, but who knows? It's, uh, Only time will tell. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, like I say, that room is kind of a hodge. It's kind of like a mini man cave other than that bed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how big that room is, but... It's a decent-sized room, so... Okay, so the bed isn't, like, the only thing in the room. No, it probably takes up about half the room. Oh, okay. That's not bad. Well, dude, you gotta get to it. (laughs) I know you have a daughter, but geez. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's the thing. is like, I just need to... I'm bad at budgeting my time. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing, kind of a quarter-year New Year's resolution instead of an... (laughs) I'm trying to get better with my... uh, time management because there's other stuff with buttons i want to do and whatnot try to get stuff rolling where eventually like say i can quit my day job yeah and concentrate you're gonna on uh man i hope you you get some orders from this show like because i mean the good thing about a podcast though is people once they find out about it uh-huh they can it's always there go, forever. They can I mean, always go back and yeah. listen to the previous. I know that's what I've done with podcasts. I found I've gone back and listened to the first couple episodes. So no matter what, eventually, you know, it could be a year from now or whenever somebody gets into one and they're like, "Oh yeah, let me go listen to all the old ones." And they say, yeah. "You know," so I'm good. Yeah, and uh, probably keep you as a sponsor until I get a hundred thousand listeners. <laughs> <laughs> and that, then, and then I'm knocking on AT and T's door. Oh dang. <laughs> Just kidding. Get I don't give a fuck about AT&T. Uh, now, if some coffee company wants to sponsor, I'll, I'll let them sponsor. Oh, you know what? I, I, I know a coffee company that sponsors another one of my buddy's podcasts. Really? I'll let you know, yeah. Huh, who's that? What what podcast? Is uh, the Mostly Harmless podcast. I think I brought it up before. He does a lot. Of, he's out of Denver, so he does. A, but he's done a lot of national acts. But now he's more concentrating on local Denver okay. uh, people. So he has like another. Uh, he has like a what's a the local, coffee company? Death Wish Coffee. Oh, really? It's supposed to be the highest caffeinated coffee Jesus. you can get. Oh man! But he's also got. Uh, there's a local beer uh, microbrewery that sponsors him now. Also, uh-huh. so that's cool. They. Uh, it's a bunch of old punk rock kids that all the names of the band, all the names of the beers are based off of like song titles and whatnot wow. from old, old punk songs. Nice. <sighs> yeah. Someday. I don't know, man. There's, there's a, it's probably going to help now that I'm going to be on iTunes because 
I just I wanted to get a few under my belt and uh, you know, learn a little bit yeah before I get out. I mean I'm already it's already like a worldwide show because it's on the internet, but iTunes is just such a big uh I can interface for I can people, tell you, you know? as an iPhone user mm-hmm. um, I download podcasts all the time to my phone I mainly listen to them when I'm driving yeah and sometimes even at work if you know so now so, you'll actually listen well, to the podcast. Yeah. I've listened to I've listened to like probably the first like 20 minutes of maybe five of them yeah I don't think I've made it through a whole one except for the one we did oh nice well that, it's just hard because like I say SoundCloud doesn't because you, you work 20 minutes away from home yeah pretty much yeah it's like 20-30 minute drive but yeah I mean SoundCloud is good but it doesn't allow me to download them to my phone right and i very rarely open up my laptop at the house yeah and, you know and well and that's so that's once what you i'm hoping up, for once you, you get know? them up there i'm downloading all 17 episodes well and, you and, and start from number one and go through you and 990 50 wait what, what was i what? saying Nine hundred and fifty thousand more people will do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i was listen, i was listening to the one you did with your sister yeah, and that was I was laughing pretty hard in that one. Then I went also with SoundCloud. Like I say, I went back to listen to try to pick up where it left off, and it started back over at the beginning. I'm like, I don't remember how yeah. far I was in the episode. Yeah. So I know for me, it'll, it'll definitely help out a lot. Yeah. So I don't know how many other people it will or not, but I actually did a show yesterday with my sister, and I think that went pretty well. I haven't listened to it yet, but uh, she started almost crying, and I was like, "Don't fucking cry on my podcast." Oh, <laughs> So I was like, God damn it. If she starts crying, I'll start crying. Oh, uh, yeah. Then we just have a fucking wreck. That's not. <laughs> a wreck on our fucking head. Wow, it's like, that was the most depressing <laughs> podcast I've ever seen. Oh, man. Or I, ever, I don't know why. Like, it depends on, on who's on it, but they can go dark in a matter of just like a couple <laughs> seconds. And then you, never know. Then you have mean, yeah. to dig yourself out of it. And it's so fucking hard. Kind of set the tone, and, and it's I'm like, still uh... I'm still learning how to steer the boat, you know, because uh, like a, a a conversation being recorded. If you're nervous, you know, this is a big boat with a tiny rudder, you know, and uh, like I say, I think I feel most relaxed right now than I had the previous two times. So I yeah, mean... I mean, it's just a matter of exposure. Yeah, uh, but goddamn, if it. If it's dark, you see that iceberg coming, and you try to steer away from it, but you can't really get out of the way in time. I so think, uh, it goes dark, and then you got to dig yourself out. It's 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 a hassle. Yeah, because I mean, I've had I have notebooks at the house where I wanted to start podcasts. Yeah, like I have like a lot of stuff jotted down. I'm like, all right, that's like six minutes worth of yeah. conversation, yeah. and I gotta find. You know, I know some people do them by themselves, and just them talking and they're yeah. entertaining is, you know, just super entertaining. Well, the best. I don't think I mean, I stand up <laughs> comedians are like the best at it because they have practice, uh, usually with improv, and that's just exactly like yeah, killing it whenever they do a podcast. Because I mean, I'd like to do one eventually, but. But on iTunes, I'm in the art section. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I couldn't go the comedy route. There's just too much competition. I'd get lost in there, you know. Oh, that's that. But that could be a good little thing. That way, you, yeah. I mean, kind of you. You do talk about your art a lot, so it technically is art. Technically, I am an artist. There you go. <laughs> but uh, that could that could really help. Just like say, you know, not trying to manipulate or anything, but you know. Like say that the comedy section is 
overpowered by comedians. Yes, it's their dick. Yeah, I think it's Adam Carolla has like the highest, the largest podcast subscriber of anybody. Yeah, I think it's Corolla and then uh, Mark Marin and then Joe Rogan. And after that, I don't even know. Yeah. <clears throat> but but I, I listen to this other podcast because it's funny called The Fighter and the Kid. And it's number one in the sports category <laughs> just because, you know, they, yeah. they do MMA comment. Uh, news and stuff and they're number one because they're not in the comedy yeah. section which I, half of the team is a com- you know one's a fighter one's a comedian so I it found, works out really well for them i found out about this other podcast uh there's this guy he used to do a record label out of he was out of denver called suburban home records uh-huh. they were really big in like the late 90s to mid 2000s before they had some unfortunate stuff that had them kind of shutter the label down the guy started his own podcast called Poop Talk. <laughs> the whole point is talking about different poops people have had in the different Jeez. times. And he got the idea. Cause How many one, episodes deep is that? Uh, Let's see. I can't imagine it going past like 10. Right now he is like six episodes in, it looks like. Yeah, that's going to run out of steam. And, well, each one is only like 13 minutes. Oh, okay. So it's like yeah, a real quick one. And like help. one of them they're talking about, like the, the idea came like many years ago. His buddy said that he said that he took the perfect number two. Mm-hmm. And it was literally, he pooped a number <laughs> two. Like, and they took a picture of it. And, and then years later, the podcast came about and they just talk about different people's bowel movements. <laughs> I like to think I'm elevated a little hey, bit above that, but if they can do that. You can do anything. But they're I just call it shit talk. But whatever. That that was the I think the original name was either shit talk or talking shit. Uh huh. But somebody else already had that, oh, so okay. they had to change the name of it. I just I, I call this. Uh, I mean, the description of this podcast is just talking shit. I mean, yeah. Because there's no there's no set uh, format format for this i mean it's just a conversation between two people that don't really talk for a living (laughs) (laughs) which i don't know if uh i don't know i don't know if this show will ever get you know big recognition or anything because you have to be a special kind of person to just listen to it's like if you're at a restaurant and you're sitting behind somebody and you're just listening to them talk about normal everyday shit yeah, but I mean, everybody teach their own. Everybody has a different thing that kind of floats their boat. So, yeah, I mean, everything like the ones I've heard, I could see myself, even if it wasn't you and I didn't know you, if I would have found out about it, I would probably listen. Really? Yeah. <laughs> just and the, what would make you want to do that? <laughs> just maybe it is that like I, I am a bit of a uh, nosy Nancy. Oh, yeah. So it's like just like you say, kind of overhearing somebody's conversation <laughs> is about. I want to know all of Gabriel Dieter's secrets. Well, you know, and, I mean, like I say, once you find out about it, it's like, oh, you just continue listening and you, know, and you never know how it's going to, you know, where it's going to go or whatnot. And it's like I say, each one is, you don't have a set theme. So it's not like each week you're talking about the same thing and, yeah, you know, it's all something different. And plus with the different guests you have on, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be probably the same guests over and over again. <laughs> uh, out a little just... bit. Just for the first hundred episodes or so. <laughs> hey, you know, people are gonna love my cousin Tom. <laughs> hey, I I like doing it. When, yeah, I like talking to him whenever we're doing ours. So, dude, you're welcome to come on, and, man. And uh, that's the thing. It's like there's other podcasts I've listened to that all they talk about are like video games or something, which is very interesting for the first couple ones. Yeah, and then you know I'm not super big into video games, but you know, so and that's just it's like the same three people. Every time they never had oh, guests. Really? Yeah, they never had guests. They just talked about 
There's this one comedian uh, named Bill Burr. He does his own podcast every Monday, and he'll uh, it's just him by himself talking about whatever current events or whatever you know. And uh, I don't listen to that anymore because I can't <laughs> I can't do it. But uh, you know, uh, for the most part, he's entertaining, and uh, I really enjoy his comedy. Yeah. But uh, well, current events is one of those things that after there's a while, all kinds of fucking podcasts out there. Yeah. I mean, after a while, plus it just gets old because you already know it. Then you just keep hearing the same thing over and over. Yeah. Uh, regardless of if it's a comedian or somebody else. So. A lot of the conspiracy stuff will rehash itself over and over <laughs> again without admitting that they fucked up or that uh, things were wrong. <laughs> I don't know. No, it, it <laughs> they just, just try to patch things. Yeah, over. it's one of those when same thing if you have your own solid opinion on something and you're proven wrong. You don't, your yeah. ego gets in the way. You don't quite want to let yeah, go. Be no, like, you got to be cautious of that. Yeah. But I, I mean, this going to be an official announcement or whatever, but I don't know shit. <laughs> I read a lot. I read a lot. I, I've committed a lot to memory, but your memory's so fucked up. It doesn't give you the exact answers to what you're talking about. So, uh, yeah, anything I say, look it up for yourself because I don't fucking know. <clears throat> I'm just talking shit, everybody. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll read some of those conspiracy things just to see, you know, like what some people talk about and then like, oh, that is really far <laughs> out there. Some or of it. You, well, can, you can see the, you know, you can see the point that they're making. It's yeah. like, hey, wait a second. I like the uh, more political stuff, uh, political conspiracy, because, you know, people don't do things for no reason. You yeah. know, it's always somebody's getting paid off or they supported their campaign or oh, whatever. Uh, yeah. And, uh, but I had on, uh, my friend, Mike Todd, Michael, Jesus, James, Mike, Michael Todd, and, uh, the man with too many names and, uh, you know, first names right there. I look at him as a person that knows a little bit about everything because, you know, I just told him, Hey, my taxes went up. What am I supposed to do? He's like, go, I should read you the text because it's, it's. (laughs) Pretty authoritative. Oh, he sent me another one. Uh, oh, is this recently? Yeah, yeah. My uh, last year, my house was worth seventy thousand. This year, it's worth ninety thousand. Does that make sense to you? A two, twenty thousand dollar. That's what. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, with that, you have to go fight it. But I thought there was a cap on how much they could raise it each year. Apparently not. Harris County's trying to fuck me over, and they already raised my uh, my uh, escrow uh, fifty oh, bucks, fifty bucks a month. That's why I didn't escrow my house because the whole point I didn't want. But yeah, with that, uh, I know I've fought my property taxes a few times and uh, just kind of. Did go, you get it back down? Uh, one year I did. One year they denied me. Huh. But there's also there there's a. I don't want to give him a plug, but I can tell you after the show, there's a, a guy who used to be a former Texas worker who worked at the, like dealing with in the state, in the capital, dealing with property taxes. Yeah. His company will fight the property taxes for you. Oh, wow. And they give you, I think what it is, their fee is 10 or 15% of what they get it reduced. So if they get your property taxes reduced by $500, they make 50 bucks if it's 10%. Wow. So it's one of those that you kind of, I think, because they just do Can it. They-, <laughs> they just do it so often that they have the people and the resources that they just go fight them for you. And Yeah, give me give me their fucking name. I'll, I'll tell them I'll plug it that's for free. <laughs> well, I just, that's what I'm going to do for, uh, actually, yeah, you might want to contact them. See, they might become a little 
sponsor for you too, but uh That'd be cool. Okay, so he says, Go fight it. Get the local crime stats from the cops and take pictures of the road conditions and any gang uh gang graffiti and, or something. Uh rundown homes. <laughs> I was like, Okay, I'll do all that and and then what, you know? And he sounds like uh sounds like Pasadena <clears throat> Pasadena is trying to uh build revenue to pay for that indoor garden and some new roads. <laughs> uh I read that uh, they're going to use some building over here. Uh, I think it's on Shaw Street. Probably my memory fucking me over again. Uh, but they're going to build an experimental indoor farm. Weird. Like, uh, you know how pot, uh, people grow pot indoors? Yeah. They're going to start building, like, buildings that are solar powered and you can uh, be, like, grow food in there, you uh, know? They're going to sell it to people? or Yeah, yeah. Okay. But uh, are the city's doing it. It's a new technology. Um, yeah, the city's doing it. Weird. Pestina. Uh, because I guess it's an old building and just trying to find something to do with the building. Find something to do with it. Uh, but they're paying for it. So I'm like, how do how does how does the city look as bad <laughs> as Pasadena, but they have money to fund these experimental uh technology projects? Anyway. Probably because the place is so polluted, nothing grows around here anyway, <laughs> uh, or it's poisonous. That never happens around here. <laughs> uh, where was I going with that? Oh, uh, so it's a new it's a new project that uh, I don't know where it originated, but uh, it's this technology company, and they started uh, doing these uh, plans to build skyscrapers that have levels of farms in them for every floor, and the outside is going to be solar panels like all over the fucking building interesting so it's gonna be like self-sufficient to where all the lighting i mean you'll yeah. be able to grow food all year long and i guess yeah because i know if, like i know they say that's how they bust a lot of those pot houses is because their electric bills are sky high because they're using all those grow lamps right but i yeah. guess if you're and that's the technology yeah, you, they'll be using but huh. the the math that they used is they'll be able to feed Nine billion people. Nine billion. I mean, I think there's only seven and a half billion. Something right like now. yes. But inside the the landmass of Hawaii. What? Pretty fucking crazy. That, that does sound a little far fetched, but well, to me yeah. it doesn't because uh, they'll be able to, you know, just one building or a few buildings in a city will be able to feed that city, and there there will be no transportation costs. No, it'll save tons on water. Like places like California that need water yeah, exactly for agriculture. I mean, it's gonna it would save a ton. You know, yeah, because you're actually self-containing the the water. It'll recycle. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily evaporate out. Like right. you know, right? Huh? And it, I mean, it's a, the building's supposed to. It, the skyscrapers is going to be. Is it for like office space and this, or is it just purely no, just for, purely for agriculture? And I don't know. I'm going to look that up. That's not that's, what they're going to do in Pastina because they're using an old building. I think. Yeah, but uh, they're probably going to set it up to where it's similar. You know, probably almost like a test. Yeah, test it's, site it's, to see how well it works and exactly. That's um, interesting. I mean, that's interesting, but yeah, we're getting your property taxes raised to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's not why. I mean, it's, it's probably it's Harris County that's taxing me, not Pasadena. So but it's a little bit of both, probably. Uh, but just tw- a twenty thousand dollar increase over a year. That I mean, to me, like it's say, not it's not the value of my home that's gone up that much. It's whatever their budget needs to be met. Yeah, because. I mean, because I know with mine, they're, fucking, they're juicing me for fifty bucks more a month. Yeah, I mean, I'm in know? Brazoria County, 
and so they have a lot of expansion that they've been doing. Yeah. So I know that mine's been going up a lot because I think they're trying to pay for new roads and stuff in these areas. Because if you go like towards the Angleton area and whatnot, they've been building a lot of new stuff, and so I think mine's probably going up before because of that. But I think, I mean, I think a twenty thousand dollar jump, I think, is not. A th- I think it's, quite it's, a bit, it's way above quite a bit. The, it's way above the cap I think they're quite allowed to do. And uh down the street from me, there's a similar house. It's got a carport. I mean, whatever value that adds or subtracts. Uh they want 110,000 for their house. It's like the same square footage, like under 1500 square feet. 110,000. Wow. I'm like, uh this is fucking ridiculous. Have like, you looked up to see what their house is appraised at? Their house? Yeah. The hundred and ten thousand? What's the what the county has appraised at? No, no, I haven't. Okay. Can you find that out? Oh yeah. Huh. Go to Harris County just Google like Harris County Appraisal District. Uh huh. And then you type in uh you can do it a couple ways, address or phone number or you know, if you have the you know, when you bought your house they gave you this like ID number that is yeah. your plot. Yeah. But yeah, if you just know, just get the address of the house and uh, and put it in there, and it, it'll tell you what the county has that house appraised at. Yeah. Okay. So then, also, if you can find some others, that's that's also how I fought it one time. Was in my neighborhood, there are, I think six identical houses, mm-hmm. four plans, and so I went through and pulled them up, and mine was like the second highest appraised that all you know had the second highest appraisal value. I'm like, same house, you know? Why am I? You it's know, bullshit, man. Because it's all arbitrary. Have you seen my neighbors? <laughs> I mean, god damn, they part all up and down my street. It's just like Well nice house, shit house. Like when I know when people you, parking in their yards and like everything's just busted well, up. Yeah, and your street busted looking. You know, when you turn on your street, it says thirty miles an hour. I'm like, good luck going thirty with all these little cracks and bumps and everything. Yeah, and I yeah. know I think you hadn't even, you just barely moved into the house and somebody already stole some weightlifting equipment from your backyard. Yeah, yeah. Then you had something the other day, some punk kid was stealing your mail. Yeah, don't get me started on I that. I mean, but I'm just, you know, it's not like you, it, it, I mean, you don't live in a bad neighborhood, but no, it's, it's not, not like you live we're, in the, we're We're looking at other houses, but it's not a bad place. It's not, I mean, I mean, it's not like, I you're, like it here. you're not in the like, pristine, you know, right. really pristine area, but you're not in a bad area. I mean, it's a nice little neighbor. It's an older established neighborhood. Yeah. And like say you just have, you know, minor little elements that you want to smack around. Well, I just want to, I want to start some kind of community, uh, upgrade project to where, you know, you walk door to door and say, Hey, your house is real nice, but can you talk to your neighbor? <laughs> Yeah, and that gets to be a touchy subject. Yeah, no. Have you seen that house over there? Yes, we're going to go talk to them. Yeah, but when they do it, I'll do mine, you know. Uh, no. I don't know, man. I, I probably that could, won't. That, could be a, that, that was a touchy subject in my parents' neighborhood. Oh, really? They live in a their, – their neighborhood was built in like the late 60s to early 70s. Yeah. And there's quite a few really – I mean, not – I mean, they're well-kept houses. Yeah. And then you have a handful of the ones that just look like shit. Yeah. And – uh, I know at the time the homeowners board would send them letters and those people would get so furious that they got a letter and would point out everybody else's, you know, that looks bad. And it's like, yes, they all got letters too. <laughs> it just, and then what happened with that, all the people who had bad houses uh-huh. got together and voted out the homeowners board and voted and got themselves voted in. Oh shit. And then it really went down for a while. Then finally oh, people voted man. them back out. I mean, I mean, this was going back quite a few years, but it was like my dad was would always give me the newsletters and stuff that they, and I was like, wow, this is crazy that, you know, it, it like swung one way, then swung back the other as people yeah. realized that what they did. Because again, it's a small group of people can make a huge change if you don't, you know, 
If you don't fight it. Especially like on a homeowner's board, you piss people off. The people who are pissed off will rally together. Yeah. And and nobody really vote. I don't know if you ever I don't know, do you have a homeowners thing homeowners association here? Really? <laughs> I don't know. I know my neighborhood has one in like No, it doesn't. My neighbor it has doesn't. one in like That's why people park in their yard yeah. around here. I'm surprised there aren't more broken water lines. Like exactly. big trucks just park in their yard. Yeah, I saw, yeah, because I pulled in and saw one, like, they had, like, a two-car driveway, but then the truck was in the grass. Yeah. So. My neighbor wanted to back his truck up onto my yard and use the tree to to bring down a uh, welding machine out of his truck. And I was like, if you back your truck up, you're going to go right over my water line. And if it breaks, then what's going to happen? Yeah. Oh, I'll uh, I'll fix it if that happens. And I was like, nah, it's okay. <laughs> if you need help, if you need a strong guy to help you lift it out, I'll help. But you're not going to drive yeah, but, over my water line. But also, once he gets it out of his truck, how's he planning on moving it? He's going to fucking drag it across my yard and make those, ruts and shit. All the machines are heavy. My dad had one, so. He said it weighed more than 600 pounds. So I was like, well, I mean, if you want to get a couple guys to help, yeah. I mean, I'll help. But he said, no, he'll figure it out. He welds, so I mean, I guess, I guess yeah. he got it out somehow. But jeez, man, I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> I agree. Uh, so what else is going on, <laughs> man? <laughs> now then, like I say, I'm like I said, I was a single dad for the past week. As my girlfriend was on a cruise with her friend. And... Yeah, that's tough, man. What What happened? What'd you do? Did you take the week off? <laughs> no, I worked every day. I mean, it was still uh, just a lot more responsibility. Yeah, it was. I mean, I had to you know go pick her up from uh we have the grandparents babysit for us so i had to go pick her up from the grandparents after work and at that point by the time i get her home it's time to feed her then go outside for 30 minutes it's time for bath and bed yeah and how old is she now she's almost 17 months dang and apparently she does not like the way i give baths i get (laughs) water in her face and she does not like it It was like yeah, they have these cups that like has a cutout where you can put it on their forehead and you lean their head back and it just drains all the water back. Well, for brilliant, some, brilliant for some, invention. But for some reason, when I do it, I tell her head back and she always puts her head back and you put it on her head and as soon as the water starts pouring, she puts her head down and it goes all <laughs> in her face. And if she has soap in her hair, you know, you know, shampoo in her hair, it gets in her eyes, and she did not like me. Wow, but single dad. It was. I mean, like, I was tired. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I mean, I knew, I trust, I knew before I had my daughter knew being a parent was tough, but mm-hmm. now like I, so that I'm like, yes, it is tough. And then like being a single parent for a week, like I even had, my mom came over a lot to help me. Of course, like for my mom, she'll, she'll come over every day if I let her, yeah. you know, to see. <laughs> Wait till you have a teenager, man. Then what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. I don't want to think that far. I'm still, I'm still 11 years. Of, Enjoy it. 11 Enjoy years it, and five man. months away Enjoy from it. that. Yeah. Enjoy it. She's uh, She's a good kid. So yeah. you know, for, for almost 17 months, but plus she, she has no, it's either she's 90, she's at 90 miles an hour or she's at zero. Yeah. There's no in between. Yeah. Keeps them busy. I'm sure uh, you weren't much different when you were a baby. I at least, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I was at that age, but I know. She she won't take a nap unless she's absolutely dead tired. Yeah. And then she still fights that a little bit. Oh, man. But no. Finally got some good sleep the last two nights, so I'm feeling a little better. I bet your uh, your girlfriend was a lot better when she came 
back from the cruise, huh? Oh yeah, she well she she missed the, she missed her daughter. And, yeah, but the relaxation's got to be like massive. Well, yeah, she goes. She's like, I need she. You know, even like I know when we've taken a few vacations. Even when you get back from vacation, you're tired. You need a vacation for yeah. the vacation. You know, because yeah. you've done so much and you really haven't. Granted, you're not at work, but you really haven't had a chance to right. quote unquote fully relax. Yeah. Especially if you go like to a different country or something yeah. and you're just like <laughs> walking around like, what the fuck? It's like, uh, oh, senses overload. But, uh, yeah. Whenever I go on vacation, I, I like to take at least a day off. Extra. Have a day or two break. Yeah. 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 Before I go back to work. Yeah. There's a couple of times when we went on vacation, we're like, I, we, you know, if we landed back in Houston at like midnight, then I had to be at work, you know, up for work at five the next morning. Those weren't fun. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I haven't been on vacation in a couple of years since I bought the house. I haven't been able to really afford one. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? That gets a little Just tough. Everything, everything you do to a house costs money, and it's, that comes out of somewhere. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> but, now that we're discouraging homeownership, it's just no. It's great. Be prepared. But, uh, be prepared. You now everything that you once had somebody else had to do for you if you uh-huh. were renting or had an apartment. Yeah, you're now responsible for. Yep. <laughs> And there, there's always something to and do. People want to fucking get you at every corner. Like if something goes wrong, like and you have to call a professional. That's no yeah. telling. I have no a, telling what's gonna happen. I have a couple. Of, yeah, I have a. I know a plumber and an air conditioner guy that I trust pretty well. So yeah. if I ever have any issues, I call them. Yeah. Well, luckily my sister works for an air conditioning company, Ooh. so I got I got the hookup on my new air AC, and uh, it's the heater that I'm gonna have to fix. Before I sell this fucking pile. <laughs> do you have an electric one or do you have a gas one? Gas. Yeah. Something wrong with uh, a control board or something like that. Oh, yeah. That yeah. could be pricey. Yeah. It's whatever. <laughs> we'll get through it. But uh, So tell me more about uh, the show that you're doing. Is it um, the guy putting it on is a stuntman? He, you know. I've that... heard about him before. Uh, he... Brennan Birch. I think his friends with them. Yeah, I mean, for years, like before, like even before, like the Jackass guys were popular. Yeah, him and his brothers and some friends did their own little videos under a little thing called "What the Hell." Uh huh. And same thing, they would do uh, just stunt type things and play tricks on people. And he would do. He's one of these. He does these where he gets injured a lot and uh, on purpose. Well. <laughs> Or it's it ends like up a in gag. it ends up in injury just because oh, okay. of what he does and uh, like one and he's done shows with the Jackass guys and like he has one stunt where like he's a his hair when it grows out kind of grows it's like the really curly fro uh-huh. and he has one Jackass thing where like the guys from Jackass swing him around by his hair <laughs> what? yeah wow and uh, I know like they he's done that where they'll spray him with hairspray or something light themselves on you know like briefly it's like a big old flame up uh-huh. and, uh, their pubes or what no, well just their body in general <laughs> and uh, there's actually you did a hand motion like oh, flames yeah, just, coming just this flames. way yeah. like, uh, whoa or just that's, that's just in general the flames <laughs> when you light it it kind of goes you oh, know okay. and uh, they've even had uh, maybe for you <laughs> I don't have the uh, the full carpet of body hair. and i know they, they've been on a couple of those like uh like some of their stuff has been on those world those like mer- uh, like dumbest people shows oh really yeah i know one the one big one is um the guy's brother uh, was in the military and he i think he came back and they're having a birthday party for him uh-huh. and like they're doing all they've been drinking doing all sorts of stuff and they have a stripper and he throws up on the stripper oh and they have God. it on video and that's been oh, on God. that's been on a couple of those uh 
those world's dumbest parties. Did he throw up on their back? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think you, I might have seen that. Yeah. Holy he feel, shit. Like, it's like jello shots you could see coming oh, up. Oh, man. But yeah. That's so, like, rowdy. And he has a little production company where he does, um, like, he knows, a, he's been doing this so long, he knows a lot of Hollywood type people and. He does miscellaneous stuff for different shows, and uh-huh. so. But he lives in Houston, and but he's always traveling, and cool. uh, like say, has a little production company where he does these little crazy things and tries to, you know, gets on shows or make his own show or whatnot. Yeah. But uh, he's been around. I mean, does a lot of stuff in the Houston area too, and I don't know how. I'm assuming he knows the band or knows the promoter or something. Uh, so he's doing. Is it? It's not his show. The after party. He didn't bring him. Or I don't know for sure. Oh, I just okay. know he's doing the official after party. Oh, okay. I'm not gotcha. sure of all the. Details details because i haven't really had we've chatted back and forth via emails but that's about it Mm. about it so but yeah he's he's been around for a long time just a lot of crazy stuff and are you so your your button live button making is going to be what is that a feature or is that just a just an extra thing whether because they're just gonna have a lot of it's just gonna be people hanging out and drinking and you know okay i think i'm sure if it's after party the band's probably gonna be around talking to people okay and uh, whatnot. So, yeah, what I'm just going to do is just have ever. Uh, he gave me a handful of the designs. I'm going to get those printed. I might, like I told him, I might have some, get some markers or crayons or something for people to, they want to fill in the white areas on their buttons or the, you know, or make their own or whatnot and just have those sitting out. And I'm going to have everything just already, all the designs already pre cut. Where all I have to do is somebody, it's like, I want, you know, just have them set up and somebody's like, I want this one, then I'll just make it. Nice. That way, I'm trying to figure out a way to streamline it. So, and with my new fancy dandy cutter I got, I can once I get them printed, I can cut them really quick. So, you should. Uh, I'm gonna try to print them at work so I can save some money that way. Also, you should, you should rent one of those uh, light rigs. <laughs> you know the 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 like. Uh, yeah, the thing with the the lights, the, the different color, color lights, lights that are like going crazy. Strobe light right yeah. there. I don't want to have a seizure by the end. We're going <laughs> flashing lights as I'm doing buttons. Yeah. But no, this is my first time doing something live, so. That's cool. Um, That's a weird performance. Thing. Yeah, I mean, I've thought about, you know, I've had ideas of, um, like some sort of button type art show, but I haven't figured out like all the logistics about it. Cause I wanted it where I make some buttons during it, but I also don't want to be stuck making, making buttons, buttons the whole right. time. I want to be able to interact and. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I know there's a lot of people that are into buttons and collect buttons, but as far as, sorry, I had donuts. Uh, the, as far as an attraction, it seems like you would want something kind of like your after party where yeah. the band's going to be there and stuff. Exactly. I know. It's yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen it online where other button making companies have done something similar. Yeah. Like you see like the after, like the, the, or like the photos of the event, but it's like, how did they, cause some of them will have like, uh, looks like probably, you know, the buttons are one inch. So they had a box that may have been like five inches by five inches that they had it framed out in the center in, yeah. had them on the wall. Uh huh. Where it had like where people can buy them and whatnot. Some of them were limited, and you know some, uh, you know just stuff like that. But I was like, still, I mean, see, it's not really buttons aren't buttons aren't like a super high. I don't need to see your mouth. Yeah, I, I'm listening. Yeah, I know <laughs> you read my lips. No, uh, buttons aren't a super high profitable. Yeah. Thing, but it's they're cool and they're fun, but I don't know how if it would be possible. I think you can have an art show, and this is how. Uh, I I actually got rid of a few button designs. Uh, at my last art show, um, I had that uh 
Sasquatch Yeti Alliance. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the, the one, one with the, the Bigfoot and the Yeti. And, no, it was a yeah, human yeah. skin flag. And, uh, you know, since the show was at this place, I let them uh, pick one for the house. You know, it's it's kind of a customary thing with me, but uh, wherever I have a show, I'll let them pick a piece that they want to keep. Oh, okay. And they picked that design. Cool. Uh, but what it was, was I took the circle that was going to be the button design and I blew it up to be like a globe or something uh, to fit on 11 by 17 piece of paper. So it's this big and then I drew it and then I scanned it and that's what the button was. Okay. So you actually see, uh, I mean, that's just the button design. It's real big, real nice, yeah. dra- nice size drawing. So if you want to do an art show with that format, you could probably get that done pretty easily. And I think it'd be, pretty interesting huh. so you said like almost have like big prints of the designs and yeah exactly oh, that would and be... then have buttons based on everybody's artwork that would be kind of yeah I, I bet we could i could help you set that up hey we could try i mean like say because i talked to dennis uh-huh. about it and you know natalie was down to do some stuff like that too yeah you know i know with her a lot of her stuff she's done though is, you know you really can't fit much on a maybe on the tiny button but she does all kinds of work i mean yeah i'm sure she could do something that size well i know like with this inch and a half i know she did a lot of where she kissed the actual paper right right and then made buttons off of that i need to get her on the show oh that would be be fun she's her and dennis together oh my god you'd you'd have a four-part episode yeah i need to because they, I, I mean, you start that. talking. I mean, every the conversation just flows to so many different subjects. If you start yeah. talking to them, yeah. so I love them. So they're so much fun. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be. I mean, you could. We could probably get. And we could probably get catfish. See, I used to do buttons for catfish back in the day. He, so I'm, if this you, is the kind of thing I'm sure he'd really. If you want, yeah, I'd love to get back, like say, in touch with him. Renee I mean, Cruz would probably be down. He designed my uh, my bands. CD cover. Okay. Uh, and I don't know. There's a, possibly that. I know I've made buttons for Ack. Ack. Probably Ack would be in. I would love to, to get in with Ack. I love his yeah. stuff. Um, I made buttons for Nikki Davis, uh-huh. who does like kind of uh, cutesy animal stuff. Yeah, some of it can be dark. He's, yeah. you know, he's had the dark series or something like that. I made buttons for him in the past. Let's fucking do this. I mean, let's, let's, yeah, let's work sounds, on it. I mean, and we'll, I could I probably that, get that. And that one point, vapor essence will probably, no, you don't think? No, let's get this done in town. In somewhere. town, yeah, that's true. Because yeah. yeah, I mean, that'd probably be vapor essence was cool. It was a lot of fun. It's just yeah, now I think about it, this area really isn't super conductive to. I could get people here to go in this area, but Man, too bad there's not a dome. vapor essence is so fucking. On the outskirts. Of, yeah. I mean, that's a little bit too far for people to go. For me, it's right around the corner from my house. But I know. <laughs> I know. But no, I mean, I know, man, if there's Domi was still around, that'd probably be that, down doing that'd a That'd be perfect. You that'd know. be perfect. We could probably find some place. Uh, I don't want to say it on air, but yeah, I have was, some ideas. Yeah, let's not, let's not ruin everything. Let's talk about it later. Yeah. Man. People in the Houston area, whatever. It, it might happen. Might not. Might happen, though. Be kind of fun. Uh, if anybody has any ideas, feel free to email them to me. I'll give you 100% credit for any awesome ideas you have. I'm open. Sometimes, you know, that most obvious thing is staring you in the face and somebody else sees it and you don't. So. <laughs> We should ask, we should ask uh, Randy at Donkey Paw Screen Printing if he has any ideas. I want, I want to meet Randy. Randy's a cool dude. I bet he'd be great on... The first, the okay. I've talked to Randy a couple times, uh, previous to him being a sponsor, and the 
the day I asked him to be a sponsor, I actually called him. And I was like, hey, uh, thanks for, you know, saying you'll sponsor the show. And, like, we just talked for, like, I don't know, an hour. Oh, wow. And it was mostly him talking about screen printing and all that, you know, everything. He's probably like me. I can, if you like say, if you give me... Tons of times I can talk to your head off my button. So he's probably the same way. <laughs> All I got to do is pull the string back. Exactly. Yeah. Keep going. But yeah, he's, he's fucking awesome. Uh, but yeah, if you want to, if you want some script, he, he actually also does buttons, but I don't plug his buttons on oh. the show because out of respect for Lone Star. Well, I, I, yeah, I mean for him, like say, I know he does. You know, he say, screen prints his buttons. So it's a little different. Oh, that's but, interesting. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, there's there's just like you know there's room for other button makers i don't have a problem with that oh yeah yeah there's there's room for everybody for everything it's it's not a i don't know if you're if you're a somewhat interesting person there's so many options for everything you you, yeah and plus i mean i'm a real big local you know like local business your local business Yeah. yeah rather than uh you know commercial i go to walmart all the time i'm not gonna lie but you know, uh, I do too for convenience, but I've been going I, to HEB a little more lately. They're local, you know, more local than Walmart. Yeah. No, but. yeah, we grocery shop at, at HEB. But, I mean, as far as, like, getting stuff, I'll go I'll go to small internet companies yeah. to, to get stuff done, you know? I don't know. Business is uh, kind of weird. It's, it's kind of a personal thing for me. Yeah. Now that, you know, I kind of get the gist of how businesses work and... It is personal. I don't know why. It's it, it's weird. Well, you look at things differently when you know. If there's a giant corporation that you know, don't get me wrong. Like with, I love Walmart's. Uh, they're uh, the way they they handle their ship shipping and yeah, I mean s- supplies. Just their supply chain. Well, everything's really cool how they do it. There's uh, nothing wrong with like. I don't think you know with a small business. There's nothing wrong with making money. Yeah, but when you have a large corporation where they really don't need that extra money, but you could, they make shit loads of money <laughs> and they pay their workers nothing. But yeah, I mean, so like I say, if you can, I've, I've spent a, you know, a couple bucks extra to buy stuff here at, at a local place rather than, you know, Walmart or something like yeah. that, just, or Best Buy. But you know, I try to, but I don't I really all only the go time. To, I really <laughs> only go to Walmart if, if I need a lot of stuff. You know, yeah, and uh, that's what Walmart's for. I mean, that's they're and I go to Sam's too. Yeah. Fuck it. I mean, but I also go to like uh guitar shops that are small. Yeah. And I haven't been to a guitar uh, shop in a while. I I want to go. I know it's not like uh I like Rock and Robin. I like the atmosphere there. Yeah, and I like you know. It's way better than Guitar Center. A few times I've been there, it seems like the the workers actually care. Yeah, you know, yeah, and they're actually well. You, I guess hey. what it is, they're actual musicians and not just you know. Well, so are Guitar Center people. Yeah, but, but they're young are, and they're yeah. fucking douchey. Rock and Robin, you have your experienced people who've been playing music for like twenty years sometimes. Yeah, you know, yeah. or longer and. No, you don't. You, want... ask, you you can ask them. Hey, what's the story with that leg guitar on the <laughs> ceiling? And they'll fucking tell you. Well, it's also. Uh, I know I had a, a buddy of mine went in there to get a, a compression pedal and the one he was looking at and the guy's like, don't get that one because yeah. it's going to give you, you know, this one's cheaper and it's, you know, or whatever it was. And they had a used one or something and, you know, they just don't try to upsell you on the new one. And yeah, I don't know, man, that's, that's just one example of many, but, uh, I don't know. I don't have a big beef with Walmart. I wish they 
pay their employees more. I wish they had better employees too, you know? Well, I think but, if you look at, there's that thing, if you look at Costco workers' attitudes yeah. compared to Sands or exactly. Walmart, exactly. Costco workers get paid a lot more money and, and their attitudes better are better. I mean, I know, I know Walmart has millions of workers, so sometimes it's not the easiest, but they do make a ton of money. Yeah. Yeah. I know that, you know, because they're on the stock market, they're supposed to be, you know, the shareholders are supposed to come first when it comes to right. money yeah. stuff, which it's that is a, all. That's the priority. That's all the big, you know, capitalism. And that's an excuse, though. I mean, well, that's if what your shares are that, only going to grow by 10% instead of 12 because yeah. you're keeping people under foot. You know, but that's what like the people who really own your stock—that's what they want. They want that extra two percent just yeah, to. That's true. I mean, that's that's just. But that's just cost of business. I mean, yeah, your your name's being raked through the mud over shit like well, that. Well, I don't know it's... if you've ever read in the. Whenever I was in college, I had to read a book on Sam Walton, the founder. Yeah, his whole thing when he started was all about the customer service. Even though they're selling stuff, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be if you come within like five feet of a worker, they're supposed to ask you if you need any help. Really? That was the way when he first started. Oh, okay. So, but you see how, you know, over the year, and they used to have like, like pep rallies before shifts, like in the back. Wow. Like where they're like, you know, I think they have like, where they spell out Walmart and I think it used to be like where the star, like where it's split, you know, that used to be like a, they called it a squiggly or something in between wall and Mart, you know, when they're uh-huh. doing their chant, it was just supposed to help bring workers morale up and make yeah. everybody feel like a team. But yeah. I think also as they've grown, you kind of, it's hard to keep that kind of thing up. Yeah, you exactly. Know, all you kinda, the details. Granted, it's a well-oiled machine the way they do stuff. It's just the original intent is not there. Right. I think that happens to a lot of companies as they get too big. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And that concludes our political rant of the day. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I I should really start stop saying I don't know, man. It's like my uh. If you notice, I end stuff in so a lot. <laughs> that's anyways. So anyways, um, uh, <laughs> duh. <laughs> I feel like that, that abominable snowman from the uh, Bugs Bunny cartoons. I love you, George. I'll hug you and I'll kiss you. And uh... I had a mouse, but he don't move no more. <laughs> didn't, he, didn't he pull it out of his pocket and it was just like this dead he mouse? Might have, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. It was all limp. Yeah, we're not going to do that. Oh, that reminded me. Speaking of giant corporations. Uh, Gabriel's this... not sponsored by AT&T. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, this man... Uh, brought a suit against PepsiCo because he claimed he found a mouse in his can of Mountain Dew. Oh, Did I, you see that article? I, I, I saw it. That was a while back, wasn't it? Or is it pretty? I just read it yesterday. Okay, maybe. But uh, the scientist that PepsiCo hired to to speak for them said that was impossible because after 30 days, the mouse would be completely disintegrated. Uh, except for a portion of the tail. Wow. Uh, so these other scientists, or somebody, I don't know, uh, somebody on YouTube, I guess I should say, a researcher, not a scientist, but uh, they put a dead rat in a jar and poured uh, Mountain Dew in it and you know sealed it and uh, waited 37 days just to make sure. And sure enough, they poured it out. All that was left was the tail and some fur. That is creepy. It was fucking disgusting. Because I, I know, like, especially, like, stuff in convenience stores, 
Yeah. That stuff doesn't say if it's a real, real heavily trafficked convenience store, when you buy a Coke or a Dr. Pepper or a Pepsi, uh -huh. it was probably made a week or two before you bought it. Really? Yeah. They have, they are so, uh, my girlfriend's brother works for one of Free the, Delay. <laughs> one of the uh, major, uh, soft drink companies. I won't, no. Coca Cola. Not that one. <laughs> Not that one. Uh. <laughs> but, uh, but no, he, he works in their production. He says they're like in business. There's a uh, term called, uh, oh, I just blanked on the name. It's, it's basically the theory is you don't hold any inventory. Is Dr. Pepper independent? Yes, they are. Oh. I think they are. Notice he didn't say that's not them. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, anyways, <laughs> anyways, uh, it's a thing where, um, manufacturing tries to go to where you don't hold any inventory right. and all your suppliers deliver real like if you need sugar that day uh -huh. it's it's scheduled that you get a sugar delivery right at a certain time and that's what walmart's good at yeah but also the larger corporations that but the have their own trucks the bottling one that he works at uh it's in the houston area and that's what they do they huh, who's in the houston area that's that's but uh interesting but yeah they uh they don't hold any inventory. So pretty much what comes off the line hits the shelves within a few days. Yeah. And so, uh, but just cause it hits the shelves doesn't mean it's going to hit those same shelves the next day or a month from now. Well, normally, I mean, normally they would restock. Yeah. They normally, by the time they're restocking a shelf, it's because, uh, there's they not out, there's not much inventory in right. the stores, just enough to handle them a week or so. And they go in there and stock them up. So, the the Coke or Pepsi, whatever you buy today, could have been made like three weeks ago. Huh. You left one of them out. Yeah, Dr. Pepper, whatever. <laughs> Sunkissed, uh, RC Cola, Dr. Thunder. <laughs> Dr. Thunder. But uh, um, yeah, he. I mean, basically, it's it's not on the shelf very long. Yeah. So there's a chance that if he did find a mouse, <laughs> it was probably it could have been something really fresh that you know hadn't. Uh, there was a certain beef jerky company that I bought from at a convenience store. This is goes against your, your theory here. Uh, and it looked weird, but it said new and improved recipe. So I was like, huh, I wonder what this tastes like. So I bought it, took it to work, put a piece in my mouth. I was like, this tastes like dog shit. And I, uh, I looked at another piece. It had, it was just white with penicillin on it like mo completely molded over the whole bag and uh i wrote an email <laughs> and i said hey i just bought this i included a picture and uh i was wondering if i could get my money back or whatever they sent me a whole case of fucking oh, wow. beef jerky <laughs> like all different flavors and uh so i was like hmm <laughs> I wonder who else this would work with. So uh, I started sending emails to Pintel, Lone Star Beer, everybody. That I, thought I, was like, saying, I thought you were about to say Lone Star Buttons. I'm like, you're not No, gonna... no, Lone Star Beer. Uh, and, uh, but they weren't complaint letters, so I didn't get anything for free. Uh, my girlfriend did that. She she had bought a little pint of Ben & Jerry's ice cream. Uh -huh. And it really – it tasted like the, the ice cream – you know, Ben & Jerry's ice cream is normally really like a real smooth – but it was like super gritty huh. and like even the freezer uh, burn or something. I don't know. It, it was hard to tell. It didn't look freezer burnt, but like the, the ice cream itself was like super gritty. Yeah. And then like, um, it had like cookie dough stuff in there and the cookie dough normally it's kind of moist, but this is like, you bite into it and it was like crumbled into like chalk and you know, not chalk, but Jeez. it just crumbled. And the same thing she wrote, uh, you go on to Ben and Jerry's website and there's like the production and the lot number or something on the, on the pint thing. 
Yeah. You give them that, tell them where you bought it from and, and about when you bought it. And they end up sending her coupons for, I think they sent her some for buy one, sent her like three or four buy one, get one free coupons and a couple like dollar off coupons. Nice. So, I mean, it was a legitimate complaint. It was just, cause even she's like, try this. Like, yeah, that's not right. <laughs> and, uh, I know years ago I did. I mean, this is years ago. I actually sent a letter to McDonald's about super good service I received. Uh-huh. At a, there's a McDonald's probably a couple miles down my road, down the road from my work. Uh-huh. And when I first started working there, there was nothing to really eat around. Yeah. Um, so I went to, it was like, okay, I'm going to go get McDonald's because it's quick and whatnot. And I just had like the greatest customer experience I've ever had at a McDonald's. Dang. And this is kind of a McDonald's that's not in the greatest part of town. So the workers normally, normally my expectations when I went in there are not very high. Right. But this one day it was just crazy. Like everybody was like on their game uh-huh. um, from the cashier lady to the lady mopping the floor, like helping me. Cause I think they were out of like sweet tea or something. And normally they act like it's not their problem. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like, everybody was like, Oh, Oh, we're out of, Oh, bring it. Give me your cup. I'll come fill it up. You know, do you want more eyes? And it's like, so I wrote McDonald's a letter saying, you know, you probably get tons of complaints, but never get as a marketing major. Yeah. You know, you hear people complain, but you very rarely hear people praise a company for right. So I sent them the thing and they sent me like two free coupons for like a free value, free like a combo meal. Nice. The lady, Thanks, yeah, McDonald's. Yeah. Well, the lady called me and she's like, I just wanted to you know, say thank you. You know, we don't, she even said the same thing. You're right. We don't get a whole lot of good, good feedback. We only get the negative. Wow. So she's like, I'm going to go ahead and send you these two. They're like business card shaped things. It just said, had like a foil stamp on it or something. Huh. Said good for a free value meal. That's cool. Like, sweet. That's super awesome. Of course, that was like eight, nine years ago. But <laughs> try not to eat McDonald's anymore. Well, dude, I think we're uh, we're coming to the end of the show. Do we? How how long are we now? We're over an hour. But oh, that's uh, good. I think we'll uh, we'll get to work on that art show and uh, brainstorm we'll some let, ideas. We'll yeah. Let the listeners uh, know about it before it goes on. So. Uh, Oh, I'm also doing this thing where uh, if anybody has any weird stories like paranormal or just weird shit happening to them that doesn't seem ordinary, to give me a call and uh, leave me a voicemail and I'll play it (laughs) at the end of uh, the show. And uh, they can just call 832-202-5064 and leave a voicemail. Is that that your usual? Is that that your regular phone number? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. I might call and leave you one. Okay. I have one from when I was a kid. Tell it. Go ahead. Well, it's just like I say, I was a kid. I was probably like five or six and I lived in a cul-de-sac and all the neighbors knew each other. And it was this weird thing. Like for, for some reason, and I wasn't the only kid. There's like this other kid that was about a year older than me that had lived in the neighborhood and mentioned something similar where you'll see a black shadow like figure. Like it was like the silhouette of somebody. It wasn't like a shadow that's kind of whatnot, but it was like a black figure. You know, like a black, you know, instead of if you outline somebody and painted it black, that's kind mm-hmm. of what it looked like, you know. And so he would always mention something that he would see something like that. And and one night I remember, I don't know, it was like all the neighbors were out for something. You know, it's a cold, most everybody had lived there like 15, 20 years. So they all knew each other, you know, my parents, friends and whatnot. And I remember looking across at my like kind of caddy, it's like kind of diagonal from my parents house they had this long fence line you can see between the two houses since it was a cul-de-sac you kind of have those wedge shape backyards so you have the longer fences Mm -hmm. and i swear and i still swear to this day i saw a black shadowy figure like running on top of the fence it it, it freaked me out because i you know that was the first time i had ever really saw it and uh 
this other friend of mine who used to live, like say, live there would tell me he would see it like lurking in people's yards and, and I, you know, so I don't know. That was my own little weird. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Like I say, it freaked me out because I still, I can see it vividly in my head right now of like it running, like it's running on the top of the fence. That's crazy to me because I've, I'm, I've actually heard of that. And uh, also, uh, what was it? <sighs> What was that Ghost Hunter show? Was it called Ghost Hunter? There was one, yeah, it was, it was one called Ghost Hunter. With Hunters. the bald guy and the skinny guy? Yeah, I think so. I think it was that, but they went to some prison and they had a shadow figure, uh, on the catwalk run, run, run from far away to the camera and then run back. Yeah. And they were like, what the fuck is that? It was a shadow figure. Yeah, it, it just, I mean, it's just like a silhouette, like a black silhouette of somebody running. That's what yeah, I can exactly. see. And like I said, he was running on the, on top of the, like a, you know, was it four foot chain link fence or something? That's crazy. So yeah, it, it, I can still see it in my head, and I I've still to this. I don't day know. Say if, it's I don't know if it's because I'm sitting under the AC vent, but I just got chills. <laughs> All right. So if you have a similar story, people of the world, uh, call me eight three two two zero two five zero six four. Um, I guess that wraps it up. Yeah. Do I, you have anything? You want to give your Twitter, uh, email, phone number? I have a Twitter. I just don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't use it very often. Uh, it is if you go to the website, LoneStarButtons.com. It has my Twitter and Facebook thing on hey, there. Hey, there you go. So you can go fi- find it on there pretty easily. I've been trying to – I haven't really done much on Twitter. I did st- put a few things up on Instagram, which I don't know what that Instagram is either. Oh, my goodness. I'm not I'm, – I'm older. I'm not – Dude, you're not even forty yet. You need to uh, overhaul your web presence. But I'm looking into it. If you'll ever let me allow me to help you, I will do so. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, if you want, if you're into some buttons, uh, give Stimpy a call at two eight one seven nine eight nineteen ninety six and Donkey Paw Screen Printing. Give them a call at seven one three seven three two. 6935 both of those both of my sponsors do ship oh yeah so if you're anywhere in the world and you're willing to to hire some people in houston they will ship to you at a reasonable cost i'm sure exactly and uh thanks to those guys and uh i'll see you around love you